millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a takeover of the Dope Black Women podcast. Today, I'll be hosting the show. I am Pilundle Musimeche, I go by Pilo, and I'm the founder of She Brigade, the podcast. On She Brigade, I have black, incredible, trailblazing women come on the show and share their life and career stories, and basically their journeys to being who they are today. I'm also a business analyst by day, that's my 9 to 5, and what that basically means in my context is I work in the software development world, and... The way I describe it is I tell developers what to build. <laughs> I basically tell developers, okay, build this, build it in this way, and they make it happen. So that's kind of what my 9 to 5 is. And I'm not alone today. I'm here with my amazing cousin, and I'll hand over to her to introduce herself. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Onalorna Musimeche. I am a software engineer. Um, to do to describe what I do is what Bella said. She tells me what to do and I build it. And that's my day-to-day career. I've been in different industries from health tech to edutech and now I'm in consulting. And yeah, that's pretty much and I also co-found an organization called Indoni Developers where we encourage women in Africa how to kind of grow in their career and give support in the software developer space. Yeah, she's like downplaying everything, but she's amazing. <laughs> So, so as to um to dope black women in tech, we thought that today's episode would be great. Um, it would be great to just talk about some things we've learned in the tech space and the software development world, and how we can apply some of these principles and values to our everyday lives. So we'll be sharing with you, um, something called um agile values. And how we can what we can learn from those values and how we can basically apply those to our day-to-day lives. So just to take it back a little bit and explain exactly what agile is, I'm sure we've all heard of the word agile, but in the context of software development specifically, um, and I'll just read this this definition from Scrum Alliance. The agile approach to software development is defined by its commitment to creating software incrementally or in regular increases in stages. So the idea is that you don't build software 
all in one go, build one big thing and go boom, deliver a big piece of software. You build it in small stages and add on as time goes by through things we call sprints. Like a sprint can be two two weeks worth of work. You take it into production, you take it live to users and you just keep building on and building on, building on. So when the Agile Manifesto was first created, the document was set out to help software developers build business solutions in a faster and more efficient way. And since then, it's been adopted in different industries, not just in software development. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, do you think I've missed anything, Oni? Um, I was going to use the word iterations. Iterations. That is, that is what we use. So basically, it could be, like you said, two weeks or every other week. Um, I mean, every one week or two weeks. But basically, it's kind of iteration of this is what we planned. Do we think we have reached the goals for what we have planned for this specific iteration? And we do it all over again. So that's how Agile works. And then until we get to the point where we say we have a finished product or a finished goal. Yeah. 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 And just to contrast it to a different way of working, there's a way of working called Waterfall. And Waterfall is how software was initially developed, right? So many people followed the Waterfall approach, which is literally saying you start from point A and finish at point Z. So you start by sitting with a business, figuring out what they need to do, documenting what this amazing piece of software you're going to build is going to look like what it must do all the nitty-gritty everything about it and you must get the documentation down like you must finish all the documentation only once you're done then would the development actually start so in 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 reality i would do all the documentation as a ba write a big file like 300 pages worth of a specification as called a spec and I would literally hand it over to Oni and say, there you go, build it. And then someone must, like me, must build it exactly as she did it, which mm-hmm. isn't very realistic in life. Hence, things like Agile were developed. Yeah, because it would take like, my documentation could take like six months to build up. And by the time I hand it over to you six months later, the world has changed. <laughs> That's yep. how fast tech moves, right? Yeah. Basically, tech yeah. moves like every two weeks. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how Agile came into the came into the, the, the fold. And that's how, um, that's why actually Agile was adopted in the tech world to say, tech moves very quickly. Things change every day. Let's, let's pick a bit more iterative approach to software development versus this waterfall approach. Okay. So I guess we can dive into it. So in the Agile, as part of the Agile manifesto, which was... I'm not even sure when the Agile Manifesto came about, but a couple of years ago, a couple of software developers came together and said, let's think of these these principles that can guide building software in a more Agile way, I suppose. (laughs) So there's four values in Agile that we follow as people in tech, essentially. And we're going to go through these four values, but we're going to, bring them back to reality and just relate them back to our day-to-day lives because as much as these values were built for tech, there's so much we can learn and there's so much we have learned. I mean... And so be, and so much we can apply in real life. So much we can apply in real life, yeah. right? Yeah, like we spend so much time at work. I think it's, 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 it's impossible to not um, draw from work and bring to real life or the other way around. So that's really what we're trying to do here today. Okay, so... I feel like I've said a lot. <laughs> Let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Um, the first value of Agile is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. So just to give a bit of context. So like I mentioned before, in the waterfall way of working, you'd 
both this big specification, this whole big spec, big file of of like how things must work, wada, wada, wada. Then I'd hand it over to an engineer to actually build. And the way that it would be documented would also be very tech-specific. Um, build using this piece of software, test using this piece of software, use very specific processes and tools. Even in the way that I would document things in the past or in the in the waterfall way, you had to document them very specifically. You couldn't just say build X like this. You'd have to like literally have a specific table, have specific headings, have specific like file. I'm going to say to help you as a BA person (laughs) also, because you always obviously consult the engineer. And I will say as engineers, we tell you, you know, we will use this and this, but then like how agile works, then later on we realize, ah, there's more things to use mm-hmm. or other or other better ways to make it like different into the way you want the for the main goal rather yeah so yeah so yeah so yeah this this agile value is saying that rather place a focus on individuals and interactions over the processes and tools that you use so that's number one only i'm gonna hand over to you to just tell me like <clears throat> what has been your experience with individuals and interactions over processes and tools in the real world um okay so in the real world so you know how obviously in life there's like very specific steps to getting to wherever you want to go for example i will bring it specifically to software engineering where it's like you have to go to university and do computer science and stuff um and then it's like sometimes we miss the part of the interactions which is quite beneficial and for my experience specifically I remember um, even outside of my degree because I was studying computer science at UCT I had to join different societies I guess maybe they may have different names according to whatever university you're in or college whatever it is but essentially I through those I learned like a lot of communication skills I learned a lot of leadership skills just kind of how teamwork how to work with people and it's like that had to be outside of my curriculum but then drawing it back to my career right now I've seen the advantage that it's kind of put me ahead of a lot of people because it's like I do have a degree and on these kind of hard skills of to code but I have these soft skills of how to manage a team how to communicate how a project must go how to kind of um communicate with like maybe whether it be investors or whatever it may be like just because things obviously the world is quite broad Mm. outside of um just developing a product so those you have to kind of learn how to hone that skill because Mm. it goes a long way further than just the hard skill that you have in your career yeah i guess you could say like the degree is the tool and often we prioritize the tool itself but I mean, how many people are graduating in that year with that same degree, right? Um, it's about your how you interact with people. It's like, it's, it's, it's a kind of a skill for how you stand out, especially yes. when you come in the working space. Mm. You know, you, it makes you stand out if you have this kind of soft skill of how to, to navigate through life and people. And interactions matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, your first impression to someone and it'll be your, the lasting impression of you. You have to make sure you pull through like the first time, the first time you have to, and that, that's a skill to actually learn and to grow. So um, it's kind of, I don't think it's, it's encouraged a lot, mm. but it should be. 
It should be. You reminded me of this quote that I that I love that says, "People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel." That's that interaction that we're talking about, and that can apply to your career. It can apply to your business if you want to start a business. Your networks are really. It, and, and, and to hone those networks, it's about how you make people feel. That's what they remember. Yeah, it's everything. And it's like, they are everything. Mm-hmm. You, like, just how people remember you. And even if they want to recommend you to another place, it's because of some lasting impression you made on them. So you can't take that for granted. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, shall we move on to the next value? Okay, let's do that. Okay, the next <laughs> value is working software over comprehensive documentation so bring it back to the to to the software world like i said like as a ba in the past you'd have to document and when i tell you like big huge files of documentation that's what you had to hand over to 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 a a developer which was ridiculous because first of all let's be honest who reads that (laughs) have you ever read have you ever read a file and And thing is bas will give you like user stories (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just to break down on that is user stories like basically when they're like, okay, this is the program and step one, the user logs in. Step two, it does that. And it's like, sometimes it's so rigid. <laughs> it's actually quite ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like there used to be such a big focus on comprehensive documentation, making sure documentation is formatted perfectly. It's comprehensive. It, it, you, you cross all your T's and dot all your I's. But then at the end of the day, what you're trying to deliver is a piece of software. Does it work? Rigidness does not work in software or in tech at mm-hmm. all, for sure. That's something I will say. So just bring it back to the real world. Do you want to take this one? I think I do. <laughs> I, I definitely think I do. So uh, we did mention earlier on the waterfall approach mm. where we mentioned how a BA could develop a step one to 12 of how the software will act and how it's expected to be basically. Um, And then in developing it, sometimes it does not really go exactly as you plan from step one to 12 Um, or sometimes step one to six is current and six to 12 is very outdated Mm -hmm. and then needs to be kind of readjusted. So in this point of working software over comprehension development, specifically to agile and kind of bring it back to real life. Um, it's very easy to plan out a life and have a very rigid plan of how it should go. Mm-hmm. But as we, that is not how life works. That's not how life works. It's just not. Yeah. Whether it's life or take, it's just, it doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah. It's like how there's a misconception that you need in order to start a business you need to have your business plan drawn out. You must have a foolproof, full-on plan before you start your business. Just start. Yeah, for you sure. You can build on those things. I mean, you have a business. I have a business. Did you have a business plan when you started? I didn't. and mm. I, But I think, likely enough, I started in software where I learned that it's not very feasible to have a... to try build out all your... maybe your departments or your roles from the onset, sometimes you have to start with one department, um, work through it through two weeks or three weeks and see how it goes and be like, okay, we have to iterate and change how this is and make it better. And then it's like, then maybe two weeks from then, then you have two departments. Mm. Then onwards you have three. But like sometimes trying to build all 12 departments, you realize you don't need the other eight. 
because they were ridiculous to begin with because you never tried them i think it's like a trial and error thing Mm. you have to sometimes be in the action and then realize how you can grow and that that kind of builds into how it should work instead of trying to make it comprehensive Mm. Mm. absolutely i fully agree with that like Sometimes you you try to, and I mean, if you can plan it out, then great for you. The, I think the point that I want to just emphasize as well is, is we're not saying ignore comprehensive documentation. Yeah. The, but rather place more of a focus on getting whatever it is you're building, whether it's a relationship, whatever it's, get it to work. The, focus on it working versus planning it out perfectly. Because you're going to plan it out for six months. And then six months down the line, all your circumstances have changed. Yeah. What then? Then you have to start planning from scratch, and it's then like that is a scratch. waste from that's a waste of time, basically. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, for me, I, I actually really, really love this one. Um, because yeah, like I was saying as well earlier, I also have a business and I didn't have a business plan. Do I have a framework for my business now? Yes, but bear in mind this is now like I'm three years into this, into my business way. Now I have dark like documentation and it's even then it's still i'm still building it it's still growing i don't have everything figured out yet i think that's the key lesson from this value you don't have to have everything figured out in order to start or in order to get whatever you're building working you don't have to have it all figured out i think i want to add another point here because we are talking about working software over comprehensive documentation um as a, as a developer, definitely a trait that you have to learn is that it has to work. I mean, mm. even in university by third year, this is, this is a funny story. We actually got our marks in either ones or zeros. There was no in between. No. So one means a hundred, zero means zero. No, because I mean, in the working world, either it works Doesn't or work. not. Yeah. There, there is no, it kind of works. No, like who, <laughs> who wants a website that kind of works? It yeah. has to work. So, I mean, that comes into the integrity you need to have. And you could have a, a whole, BA could write a whole um, thesis on what you need to build, <laughs> but then you have to put the integrity in making it work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it works in life. I, I think people only trust you as much as the effort that you put in. Like trust is very easy to break, but it's very hard to build. Mm -hmm. And you need to be very, you need to have a lot of integrity in the kind of the work you produce in life or just even, even if it's not work, whether it's interactions, whether it's, it's how you relate to other people, things you have to have integrity in how you do, because once you break that trust, it'll be very hard to build it back. So you need to try do it right the first time yeah it's like what's the point of marketing a business and you say all these amazing things you can finesse your way through all these all these like situations you say all the right things you like i guess that would be the documentation part of it you say all the right things you talk to all the right people but when it's time to deliver there's nothing what's the point yeah you've done you've done nothing like did you produce (laughs) Yeah. Did you understand the assignment? Did you understand the assignment? Did you understand the assignment? <laughs> yeah. So you always have to remember that in like whatever you do, basically. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love I love that example. Okay. So the third the third value that we have in Agile is customer collaboration over contract negotiation. I'm gonna give you this one because I'm passionate about it. She knows. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, just just drop 
<laughs> just draw it back to us. So what's the, what's the context of this in tech? So, so I was in health tech initially as like my first career move. And as you know, health, you can't make mistakes. Use information is very important. You can't lose it. You can't misdiagnose or just get it wrong. And also you can't relay the wrong things to them because, you know, health is a very like sensitive topic. And, you know, in that kind of how your user reacts to the product is very important. It can't just be you planning that me, I have this figure and I want to produce this. No, your your customer has to be very in the process of it. And I made uh, an example to Bella privately um, that, you know, one time we were sending customer. These are like um, prenatal mothers or mothers that are just um, like postpartum mothers and like antenatal care. And you can imagine the feeding the baby, the tired, and we're sending them health messages like at like 12 p.m. at night because as engineers, we didn't think it through that mm. it's a problem. And we had to cap it to a point where we said, no, only from eight till four, you send the messages and that's it. If they didn't get the message, do it the next day because they have to sleep. The baby's asleep. There could be other children in the household. So, you know, those are like very real life situations that maybe as an engineer, you might overlook, Mm. but in real life, they're very practical. So customer collaboration is very important because your user has to be happy. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your product is not a successful, like, for it to be successful, your user has to be happy. Mm. That, that is the end goal. It's not about your ego or what you think you can produce. Mm. It's about how the user is reacting to it. You so, can yeah. build like the most, the fanciest, most tech-savvy thing that the world has ever seen. But are people using it? Are they happy with using are they, it? Are they happy with the, the service you're giving? With the even? service you're giving, yeah. 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 So just as you were speaking, I was thinking of like how I see this play out in my life, right? Um for me, it relates back to our relationships because, you know, whether you're in a friendship, whether it's a family relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, the relationship in this instance is the product, right? And what we don't often do with our relationships is we don't go back and get, you know, that customer input. We don't, we don't reassess our, our, our relationships very often. Um, I'll give an example of, of me and my sister, for example, you know, we grew up, she's my older sister. I relied on her for a lot of things. Um, I'm, I'm like the baby of the family. So I'm like a typical last born. <laughs> so, um, our relationship worked really well for a really long time until it didn't work anymore. And that's because we never went back and tried to figure out, does this thing still work? Is it still serving? It's, is it still doing what it's supposed to? Does it actually just work for us? And I said that because I think, we got so stuck on the label of sister and she got stuck in the role of big sister. I got stuck in the role of little sister that we never really reassessed the fact that, okay, now we're grownups. Mm. Um, we're independent. We're grownups. We have different personalities from when we were growing up. We have different needs as well. As much as I'm younger, it doesn't mean it's so that I'm, that I need her to cater to my needs anymore. And we hit a wall. My sister and I hit a wall, right? And it really affected our relationship really badly. It's even like, it's hard to talk about sometimes. It's we, our relationship, yeah, things were bad, basically. And because we never went back and reassessed our relationship, I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why it got to that place. Obviously, there's a number of factors. But um, now that we're in a better place, her and I, 
what I've real what I've come to realize is that I don't need to play that typical little sister role in our relationship anymore. She doesn't need to play the typical big sister relationship in our role anymore. Mm-hmm. Our needs have, because our needs have changed, um, we've come back together and we've come back and said, okay, how can we collaborate in order to deliver the best product we can, the product being our relationship? You know, how can we come together and provide each other what we thought we need from each other in order to produce the best relationship we can for each other? Um, and since we've taken that approach, things have changed. So... For the better. For the better. For the better. Absolutely for the better. So, you know, customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Yeah, we get stuck on the details of the contract without really trying to understand at the end of the day, what, what are we trying to achieve with this? Yeah. What, who, who are we trying to serve? How are we serving the people that we're trying to serve? Are we and, serving And is everyone happy? Is everyone happy? Only? Yeah. Like, is everyone actually happy? Yeah, that's the main goal. Everyone should be happy. Mm, absolutely. And I think this definitely applies to, like, relationships too. How many times... Um, okay, obviously, I've been in, like, the longest relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the best to speak on this now. But, you know, you, you go into a relationship and things go... Things change because your circumstances change and your needs from each other change. But you don't really go back and come together and just collaborate to do what's now best for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. And and that applies to everything, whether it's like you mentioned family, you mm. mentioned like romantic, you mentioned romantic relationships, you mentioned family. Um, it applies to everything, whether it be work wise, maybe you and your team need to kind of reconfigure how mm. you guys communicate mm. at work. Maybe it's you and your boss, you know, it, it goes into every aspect of life, whether it's you and your finances to be like, yo, is this the budget working? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Should, should we kind of consider how we're spending money? You know, it, it, it kind of applies to literally, it could apply to every aspect in life. Yeah. You, you might have to go back and collab- reassess. reassess. Collaborate. Yeah. Come yeah. together. It's not, and I like what you said before. You said it's not about your ego. Definitely. You have to put your ego aside in a lot of things. You have to, because ego is very self-fulfilling mm-hmm. and collaboration, which is always for the better for everyone, mm-hmm. is very the opposite of ego. <laughs> yeah. So you have to keep that in perspective all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Do you have any experiences where, where I know this wasn't like part of the plan, <laughs> <laughs> but like where you, you had a situation where um, maybe the ego, your ego... No, for sure. Um, I think same, whether with friends or family, uh, sometimes you operate the same way for a certain number of time, but then mm. life evolves and maybe roles have changed. And then you you can't act the same way. And thing is also not even your life, their life has evolved. The other person's life has changed. And it's like, how do you adapt your relationship to maybe how their life has changed? Mm. You know, how can you continue making it work? And it has to be like a active, like, progression you have to be very like vigilant in it and be very you have to participate all the time participate you know in in kind of changing it so um yeah i think it's happened in various instances i can't even name one (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure yeah i know that that definitely yeah I, i think also i can think of another example where um at work you know um i had a i've had a 
not in my current role, just putting it out there. <laughs> but I, I had a leader <laughs> once who, a team leader who was so um, like focused on the titles mm. and not necessarily looking out for what I felt were my best interests. You know, she would remind me that she is the leader and I am her subordinate. Mm. And that's the contract, right? The contract is that these are our roles. I was miserable. I'm assuming the collaboration was like... There was no collaboration. There was like a blocker there. There was no collaboration. It was her telling me what to do. That's what I think was the biggest pain point for me. There was no collaboration. And that's exactly what happens when you don't collaborate because I, I couldn't help her be great at her role. Like I think of my leader now. I, I, I work to make my leader look good because my leader makes me look good in every situation she can. Mm. that's collaboration yeah you know she makes me look good and i make her look good type of thing so customer collaboration over contract negotiation definitely i love actually really love that one i i I thought we were gonna struggle with that one but it ended up being (laughs) it's a great point it is a great it's a great point okay the last value the last agile value is responding to change over following a plan and is that not life? That's, that's, that's just it right there. <laughs> that is the summary of life. I feel like they, they, they ordered them in this way. And this is the last one because they were like, in summary, in conclusion, <laughs> respond to change over following a plan. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, so I, I put this down. I'm like, sometimes life will throw you a rock mm-hmm. to your head. Not even like your hip or your arm. No, to your head. <laughs> And it's like, obviously, as a person, instinctively, you will know not to stand still. Like, you will move your neck and duck the rock. And that's what we mean by change. You can't be too rigid in saying this is how things need to be played out. Mm. But sometimes, in order to stay alive or just survive the goal, you need to kind of move to the other direction mm-hmm. just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know. Um and I think that's that's the kind of a summary of what this topic means, basically. Mm, your goal doesn't have to shift, necessarily. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you have to change the goal completely. But sometimes your goal doesn't have to shift at all. It, you, how you get there can be different. The path you take. The path you take can, yeah. is, what, is what can change, you know. Um, for me, I mean, we, we spoke about this earlier and I was trying to think of a real life example where where I can just like a real example of how 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 I relate to this specific value, right? And what was interesting is that I, I couldn't find one specific example because it it happens to be where I'm at currently. Yeah. So we're cousins. Like we said earlier. We are cousins, guys. Just by the way. We have the same surname. We have the same surname. (laughs) (laughs) For now. I'm getting getting myself married. Girl has a a big old ring on her finger. (laughs) Okay, no, but I I mentioned that we're cousins because we come from families that have very similar beliefs and values. Um, If not exactly the same. (laughs) We come from very strict homes. Very, very, very strict homes. Very, I want to say very rigid. No, they're they're strict and very rigid. Like, we come from very rigid homes. Like, we don't sway from. There's no, it's only black and white. There's no gray. There's no gray. Yeah. At all. 
Not even like a shade. No, <laughs> it's only black and white. Two colors. That's it. Literally. So that's the that's just the background that we grew up from, and and for me, um, growing up in a strict home meant that my life was laid out for me. Um, you go to you go you go to high school. You must pass well. You must get into a good university. Wait, let me start over. Actually, you must go to high school and pass well. I did that. You must get into a good university. I did that. You must pass every year. Pass it well. Oh, you must get a bursary. Get 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 your get your get your school funded. Like parents, you know, you know, we know. Oh yeah, your academics have to pay for themselves. That's how smart you must be. You must be very smart. (laughs) We want to note that. Because I mean, ain't no like yeah. money is hard, okay? <laughs> so I did that. Got myself a good bursary that paid for everything. Passed well. I did that. Get yourself a good job, good paying job out of varsity. I did that. And then I became an adult, and I suddenly found myself in this adulting world where I was like, okay, what's next? And there was no one there to tell me. Yeah. Um you know, it's it's very I won't lie, it's very it's very difficult. It's something that I've um, started unpacking only now and in late like very recently actually, where I was like I knew something was wrong or something was off or something was missing, but I didn't know what it was. And I realized it's the fact that I've always been working towards this goal because my life was pretty much there out for me. Do this, do that, do this, do that, you know, study a degree that'll guarantee you a job. I did like you know you're doing all the right things and then you become an adult and all of a sudden you have to make your own decisions. And I was very much stuck. I was definitely stuck. Mm. And <laughs> I wish there was a happy ending to my story because there literally isn't. I'm still a bit stuck. I'll be honest. There's no happy ending. I, I, I'm i not ending off my story by saying, and then this and then that. But um, I'm still in that place where I'm still like relearning myself. Yeah. Re, re, not adapting to this newfound clarity that i have of the fact that oh wait i can do me now and i can just you know just do me and just be okay with whatever decision i make so i think for me in terms of responding to change or following a plan i've always had a plan to follow and i have always followed that plan and i'm at a point now where the ball is in my court and i don't know i'm figuring it out yeah and i'm pretty sure Do do you feel it feels tough it's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard. I won't lie. Mm. I have no regrets about my life. I love my parents to death. I think that my parents did the best they could do for me. Mm. I don't blame them for anything. I I, I actually think I had like the, like the best life growing up. It's just unfortunate that I don't think I've, I was as prepared as I could have been for... To change. For change, yeah. Yeah. So... I guess with this value for me, I'm in it. I'm in the lesson. Have you like have you ever been stuck? Right, found yourself. I literally, yeah. Today I realized I'm, I'm opening my eyes and I'm like I'm inside of the lesson right now. Yeah. I'm not on the other side yet, so I'm not at a point where I can say, oh, and then this is how my yeah. happy ending ended out. Billy and I are very different. Um, <laughs> I grew up in the very same rigid, very black mm. and white household. But then I think for me, I failed a lot. <laughs> oh, I failed. <laughs> I failed so many times. I can, I'm actually, can I, can I say verbally just all the, okay, cool. 
So even, for example, going into varsity, I, I was doing a double major in electrical and computer engineering. Can you imagine how hectic that is? Mm. And then I had to reconfigure that I don't like electronics. Mm. I want to cut this out. So I had to change my life plan to just computer engineering, computer science. Um, and then I had another roadblock where the initial buzzer I was in, I was like, this is not, it's not like very centered around what I want to do or where I want to go. And I had to get to a new buzzery. And you can imagine I'm like changing all these things. My parents just watching me just do all these changes and they're getting straight. <laughs> Probably freaking out. They're getting so straight. <laughs> you no, know, Musimeka parents are like freak out. And then, and then I go to, then I start the job for this buzzery that I completed. And then five weeks and I realized I do not like being a control engineer. Mm. Then I tell them, no, I'm leaving. I'm going to be a software engineer. And then now they have to adapt again. And then even with that, I had to tell them, oh, by the way, I'm going to stay studying and working. So you can imagine just, just I, I think I kept throwing them with curveballs all the time. <laughs> Traumatize your parents. But um, with, with basically with me, because even during that, it was me failing modules. It was me kind of having to go back to university and um, studying more for certain things. It was, it was me rediscovering what I like and I don't like. So... I learned quite early through failure, luckily, that it's okay to kind of change and respond to life as you think it changes with whatever circumstance you're in. And like like we said earlier, it doesn't mean the goal is changing. Mm. It just means you're changing the approach to get into the goal. Mm. So that's pretty much how agile works in like software development. Like you don't have to have a rigid system. Sometimes respond to the plan over time. Mm. don't just follow the plan mm. basically mm. yeah so if you're listening do what oni did <laughs> don't do what i did but, <laughs> you'll find yourself 28 and feel like but oh, but crap. but but don't traumatize your parents, <laughs> <laughs> don't traumatize your parents yeah it's very interesting because i love how we come from very similar backgrounds and it's it's crazy how the same upbringing can yield such different results right depending but, on the journey that your life takes but i feel like where we are now i look at both of us and i feel like we're still on par with our plans right i mean it's i think yeah. you know this despite what what route taken i think that's this coming back to the point we're saying sometimes the route does not have to be defined mm. you know you can go through it in, in different ways but doesn't mean you won't get to where you're going mm. so yeah mm. and i mean What's the, the the biggest, if there's, there's nothing that could have taught us this lesson more than the past year, the pandemic. The pandemic <laughs> threw every, everyone had to respond, actually. You you were forced to respond. This point where I had to, had to like, this point where I had to, like, respond to be like, mm. okay, it's a pandemic. Mm. People had to work from home. Medical people had to be kind of more hands-on. Alcohol had to close. Just, just things, things. A lot South of Africa was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like everything, everything had to change. Yeah. So yeah. What's 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 one plan? Just let us know one plan that you had mm -hmm. um, pre-pandemic that you had to either let go of or just. Definitely my organization and how it was run. Mm. Because 2019, we were very in-person workshops, which were great. You know, sometimes that personal relationship with with your mentees and like it's very important and we had to readjust to like things like virtual events and stuff and trying to maintain the relationship with 
um, the other developers in our space mm. and how how we kind of because basically the the forum is to support black women in tech mm. and it's like how do you maintain support when you're not there in person mm. so that was that was very different and i think we had to adjust to be like no we can still be as supportive but just find new means yeah 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 i can definitely relate with my podcast she brigade just before the pandemic started i spent all this money on brand new equipment for all my in-person um, interviews I spent a lot of money, guys. <laughs> like a lot of money. I had been saving for a while. I bought all this equipment. It was amazing. I was excited. And then it changed. And then the pandemic said, just put that away. <laughs> it's been sitting, it had to sit, gather dust. And I felt like I had, I mean, I spent two years building this platform. By then it had been about a year and a half or two years building this platform. And I had got, it was, it was at its peak, if I'm being honest. And then the pandemic came and I felt like I had to start from scratch. Um, because I had to figure out virtual interviews, I had to figure out virtual equipment, I had to figure out all these things that... You had to respond to change. I had to respond to change, exactly. I had to respond to change. So, yeah. If 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 you, you're not sure where this lesson is in your life, you can definitely look back on the last year or two. I think, just, just to add, maybe before we close this off, just, just to add another point is that there's a lot of fear in responding to change. Yes. And thing is, as a person, you have to realize it's normal when mm -hmm. it happens. Like, um, don't, don't be too hard on yourself if the fear does occur and it, it feels very strong and it feels debilitating. But you have to remember that we are kind of, we are made to accustomed to this. So you have to kind of switch your brain to be like, no, there are other ways for getting the same result but maybe in different avenues mm. so it might be a hurdle it might feel very tough in the moment but you have to remember that you can do it yeah. you you built to to do it so yeah yeah i was having a conversation with someone the other day and what she said was are you like when it comes to to, to thinking about that fear that you're mentioning can you genuinely sit there and say you've never you've never navigated to through any uncharted territory before you have you can i'm sure if you sit down and just look back at your life you can think of at least one time even if you can't the moment when you were crawling and you're like no i'm gonna walk exactly was that not uncharted territory exactly. you know you have to remember those small and be like but i did it when back then when i had yeah. barely no brain <laughs> I had barely brain cells, yeah. but she did it. You so did it's it. like, imagine as an adult, then you can do it again. There, there has You've definitely gone through something before and you're here now. Yeah. Just try to remember that as a way of navigating through, 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 through change, through the fear. Because, I mean, you can't get rid of fear. Well, you can't always get rid of fear. I try to hold fear in the, like, let's go, let's go into this with the fear. I think sometimes because we forget that fear as an adult is quite like it, it actually is very debilitating. Like yes. you get paralyzed yes. because you think of what you can lose because as an adult, mm. you can't, there's this thing that you can't really lose your life. You know, you have to keep everything in order. So it, it makes sense that it's hard to make moves. But I think if you are in a situation, just remember that 
No, just just put the the first foot forward to whatever change you think can happen and just do it because you can. If the if if you have like an internal voice that says you can't, it's lying to you. You definitely can. It's a lie. You can. Yeah. Yes, you can. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up the podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, thank you, Odie. Thank you so much for this question. This was so much fun. Um, I hope... I hope you've enjoyed our take on the software world and how it really does parallel real life in so many real ways. And I definitely hope that this conversation helps you in any small way tomorrow as you tackle the day. Um, only any parting words? Um, not much. <laughs> I think. I think hopefully, I think we've said enough, but just remember whatever it is, just remember you can design your life in a way you continually iterate in an agile kind of way and you can continually change plans and configure plans to fit whatever the circumstance may what may be but as long as you don't stop going mm -hmm. don't stop going. you can change the plan but keep going mm. basically yeah yeah thank you so much um how can um i don't know maybe the the, the audience get in touch with you or follow your journey okay so google me <laughs> oh, my, oh, my oh, name okay girl <laughs> google me <laughs> you'll find all my socials there my name is Onale Rona Musimeche. <laughs> the link will be below <laughs> yeah don't even spell it like we're just talking about yeah our don't spell it so long well right they'll be written down and I am Bilundle Musimeche again. <laughs> we'll have the name somewhere. But for me, I think um, the best way to follow my journey is to follow my platform, She Brigade, S-H-E-B-R-I-G-A-D-E, -E, She Brigade. It's a podcast and it's She Brigade on all social media platforms. Thank you so much, Annie. And thank you all for tuning in and listening. This was fun. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs>